Hello and welcome to the Define, Align and Grow Strategic Vision Podcast with me, Chris West from Verbal Identity. Hello, I'm Chris West from Verbal Identity. Most of us are wasting years of our lives, literally writing and rewriting something, when we hope that we should be able to write in the first or second draft and get it right. Even worse, of course, we're spending years of our lives wading through other people's writing, trying to understand what they're saying. So in the next 10 minutes, I'd love to try and teach you a technique, which I think really helps you write more clearly, write faster, but of course gets your ideas across beautifully. There's an exercise at the end, which is called Pigs Make the Perfect Pets. So if you've got another five minutes, then uh, this is also fun to do and is also very helpful. So whether you're writing for business or university or a note for the milkman, really, I think what we all want to do is be able to get our ideas across really clearly and not spend too long drafting and redrafting. This isn't a miracle cure, I've got to say, and it's not easy, but it's worth a go. It's a technique called the pyramid principle. And one of the first things I want to say is it's not mine. I found the idea in a book called The Pyramid Principle, and it's a tremendous idea. The ironic thing is I found the book really hard to follow, so I've tried to simplify it and share it. The other thing is the exercise I was talking about, um, pigs make the perfect pets, that's not mine either. So if you're watching this and you taught it to me, please get in touch. I'd really love to remember who it was, and I'd love to post my acknowledgements. Of course, if anyone else wants to get in touch to ask questions, or ask for other writing exercises. If you'd like any of those, please email me. You'll get me on chris at verbalidentity.com. So here goes. I think the single biggest problem with most writing is that we want to, or we're tempted to put down our ideas in the order that we discovered them, rather than grouping them in a way that makes it easier for the reader to follow. If we do that, what happens is, We struggle to make our ideas flow logically when we write them. And um, we end up kind of just slashing it down on the page in the hope that the reader will work it out. What we're doing is we're giving them one piece of information, then another piece and then another piece, uh, and they can't hold that many pieces of information in their head. They're completely lost. And they'll probably bin it or jump to the end, or if we're lucky, send it back to us asking for clarification, which means we're now spending time rewriting version nine. So what, what can we do instead? The big thing is, give them your recommendation, your controversial opinion, your request for an extra bottle of full-fat milk, right at the beginning. I mean, right at the very front, in the first sentence. The natural response to what I've just said, or the natural response to um, doing that, hopefully, is you asking why. And that's what we want to achieve. When we put our big idea down, our big recommendation down, we want them to say why. Because when we say, when they say why or who or how or how come, then we've engaged with them and they're primed, ready to hear our justification and our reasoning. Then you can give them your key supporting ideas. So your big governing thought and then your key supporting ideas underneath, if you imagine a pyramid. Now, they still won't be able to assimilate all of your little ideas. So you have to have a way of grouping those little ideas into themes. So imagine this, if you were here with me, you're about to go out and I say, oh, the weather forecast said it will rain today. Oh, and wool, you know, wool, it creases. Oh, by the way, you'll default on your payments on your new jet if you don't win the next contract. The weather forecasters haven't been wrong about the weather all, all week. 
And you'll look at me quite rightly, as you probably are now, and go, what the hell is he talking about? If instead, the first thing I said to you was, you must take an umbrella today, you'd ask why. Then I'd be able to remind you that it's going to rain later, your suit will get ruined if you don't take an umbrella, and you need to make a good impression in your meeting. Taking an umbrella is the top of the pyramid, the governing idea, and that's the thing I want you to accept. My three key ideas are around the weather, your suit, and your need to make a good impression. When I've got you to swallow each of those, then and only then, I think are you in a position to hear my reasons or my justifications. All those things about uh, the wall creasing, the weather forecasters getting it right, and the fact that without your own private jet, your options for fun are clearly severely limited. And in its most basic form, that's the pyramid principle. Instead of giving your reader a long list of reasons and hoping that your reader will stay with you to the end and build up their own rationale that coincides with yours, we give them our big governing idea in the first line, right up front, something that prompts them to ask why or what or who or who says or how, and then they're primed to hear what we want to say underneath. That's it, really. There are some details to this. Uh, I think one of the biggest challenges is manipulating your ideas into or your reasons in, and then grouping them. Uh, so what I do is I use index cards or postcards and I write down one nugget of each idea on each postcard. And then I spread them out on a giant desk. And what you notice when you look down is some of the ideas, some of the reasons all seem to kind of group together. They seem to be themed uh, and that's great. And then those themes can become your uh, key ideas underneath the governing thought. Uh, I've been doing this a long time and it still really annoys me when I do it because I'll look at an idea and it seems to be in two groups. Uh, if that's the case, then probably what's happened is I haven't been precise enough in my own head about what exactly that reason is. And if it's not clear in my head, it won't be clear in the reader's head either. So it's really important to, uh, when you get that as a warning, just to spend a bit more time, just to try and work out exactly what it, want, what it is you wanted to say. Sometimes at this point, of course, I realise that what I thought was a big governing idea is really just one of the key ideas underneath or vice versa. Uh, it's tremendously annoying. I can't believe that I've been doing it this long and I still don't get it right first time. But when I get over myself, I know it's better that I rewrite it than sitting at my desk at nine o'clock at night and trying to rewrite version 15 and wondering why it still doesn't work. So that's it. You've ordered your reasons. You've grouped them into your key supporting ideas. And all those key supporting ideas all in turn support the one big governing thought. Uh, but of course, most importantly, when you write it, you write it in the opposite order. To what I've just described. Lead with your governing thought, prompting your reader to ask why or how or who says or how, then give them the two or three or four key supporting ideas underneath, and then give them the reasons for why you're proposing those key ideas. I know this is a lot to take in, so when I post this on LinkedIn, I'll also post a sample email, um, but please email me chris at verbalidentity.com and I'll answer your questions. I'd actually love to help. Um, so finally, Perhaps the Pigs Make Perfect Pets exercise. It's inspired by a piece that G.K. Chesterton wrote a hundred years ago. He was a great author, poet, philosopher, dramatist and journalist. His piece uh, artfully laid out the reasons why a lady he'd read about in the paper should be allowed to keep her pet pig. For this exercise, you need about 20 index cards or postcards. You'll need also, of course, each of the reasons that, and key ideas that G.K. Chesterton put into his article. You've got the reasons, 
uh, write each one down on a card uh, and then spend a bit of time grouping them on the table. So I'll give you five minutes to do that. How did you do? Um, did you find it easy, difficult? It's still difficult, even when I go back to doing it, but it's the practice and it's the struggle that makes us better, apparently. If you'd like to try your hand at another exercise in this method, then we've got one called the Arctic Tourist Board. Please get in touch with me, chris at verbalidentity.com or get in touch on LinkedIn and I'll send it to you. Uh, please get in touch with me if you have any other questions or requests. I'd love to hear how you get on. Um, and if you want any other exercises for writers, please let me know. One last thing, I built Verbal Identity because I love how language works and I hate how underused language is in the brand world. But most of all, I love helping people construct their thoughts and improve their writing. If you want to hear more, come see us at verbalidentity.com or you can ask me any question about writing and I'll do my best to answer. Get me on LinkedIn or you can email me right now, of course, on chris at verbalidentity.com. Thank you very much.